the Horse and Hound podcast. Hello and welcome to the Horse and Hound podcast. I'm Pippa Rim, magazine editor here at Horse and Hound. Well, we are going to be looking back at the Land Rover Burley horse trials for this week's podcast. It's uh, been a a crazy week at Burley for a a whole bunch of horse and hound staff. And I'm really delighted to have two of those staff, Lucy Elder and Martha Terry, on the line with me today to talk about what happened. Hi, guys. Hi, Pippa. So we obviously were doing a daily podcast from Burley throughout the event, and you can go back and listen to all of those if you want to. So there's already a wealth of podcast content out there from Burley. But for this sort of overall review, we thought what we should do is have a bit of a chat about the top 10, hear from some of the riders, and also talk about some of our favourite interviews during the week. So let's just start at the very top and talk about our winners, Piggy March and Veneer Kamira. Lucy, go for it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I really like after an event, I like to sit down. I like to read all our coverage. I like to read other people's coverage. I like to watch it back. So it's kind of what I did last night and just let it all sink in. And for me, this week's really been a burly about quirky mares and breakthrough moments, I think. Um, But Piggy and Veneer Kamira watching their cross country round back last night, they are just... They are just champions through and through, and it makes me, it made me quite emotional once you've, all the adrenaline's burned off to sit there and watch them and watch what they achieved. It was, yeah, it was phenomenal second time round (laughs) of watching. What do you think, Pippa? Yeah, so Trevor Dickens, 17 year old mare, just as you say, it was a, one that felt like it was meant to be you know when Piggy Mm. got that first five-star win at badminton three years ago I think that was a huge moment for her as a rider and then for me this one I think was all about the horse that this mare deserved it so much she's had a tough few years like she's had some good results but she's all about the badmintons and burleys and of course we haven't had those for a couple of years and you wonder sort of coming back after covid how good would she be would she be too old and not at all she went well at badminton in the spring and had a, a good placing fourth and then to come here and win it, she's been second at Burley twice. And as Piggy said, it felt like she really deserved this one. Like, you know, yeah. she's a proper Burley horse. And, and yeah, it was great to see that come to fruition. It's one of those things, isn't it? And I think that's what makes sports so addictive and so addictive to write about and tell the stories about too, is because you want these fairy tales. and But we know that the reality is, is that they so often, that's not how sport works. That's not how life works. So when they do come through and you get those, you know, real moments, those real deserved champions, it makes it even more, even more special. Yeah, definitely. Martha, anything to add on Piggy, I was going to say, go on. Well, not necessarily on Piggy, but I think when you say you have those fairytale things and so often it doesn't go right. I think a classic example of that was Vondrady Bietz, who eventually came sixth, but it, it looked almost set up for them. They did their best ever dressage test. They looked so beautiful and spot on at every fence, bar one, where they broke a frangible cross country. Um, she did a really fast round. The horse is a wonderful show jumper. And it, things just didn't turn out. And you think, gosh, eventing is, is on such a knife edge the whole time. And, mm-hmm. and Piggy said that before she went in. She said, I've got to accept, you know, I might have three down. And oh, well, never mind. I've got to be happy with her. Or you can win and you're on top of the world. And, and that is our sport. 
Yeah, it's so tight, as you say. And you're totally right. If Kitty had won it, um, having not been selected for the Worlds, that would also have been an incredible story. And we would have said that was meant to be as well. And it was, as you say, so close. Like, Vondra Dubiatz just jumped that ox across country and didn't read the back rail at the Fairfax and Favour boot racks. And he literally just thought it was an upright, went to put down, realised in the middle of the fence what he'd done and sort of lifted his front legs out again, but couldn't couldn't get every leg out of the way and, and broke that frangible. And it was such an unfortunate moment, as you say. And Kitty ended up sixth, but uh, it's rare that you're disappointed to be sixth at Burley, but really understandable in this case. Definitely. I think what, what we have to say about Vanir Kamira is it was a fairy tale winner and it was the one who put in the best all-round performance. She did a fantastic dressage test. Was she third or second? Fourth, oh, I think. Fourth after dressage, but right up there on 22.6. A wonderful cross-country run. As it happened, it was the second best, wasn't it? Because she was one second over the time. And then, you know, one down when she had three in, uh, two in hand. So um, she was the all-round winner and so deserving. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that's a good way of putting it. There were other people who excelled more in individual phases, although not only one cross-country. But uh, as you say, it was the all-round performance. I think we can agree that uh, cross-country is always going to be what we'll always remember Veneer Kamira for. And we can hear from Piggy now talking about her cross-country round soon after it finished. Oh, she's a good girl, isn't she? She's an amazing little horse. And she's so she's got so much tiger. I'm so glad it's over. <laughs> And that she's all in one piece. I just wanted her to come back and enjoy it like she always has done. You know, I can't remember how many bad moments we had. I don't think I swore too many times. I think my um, heart was in my mouth a couple of moments, but she never get the feeling that she wasn't going and trying really hard. So I'm the queen of one second over, but that's fine, I think. <laughs> I think after 11 minutes 20, how do I always manage to just find one that's over? But she finished so full of running and, you know, flying so... You know, what a good girl. We're all very proud. She owes us all nothing. Oh, it's wonderful. I love the way Piggy talks about about her horses and about Vinaya Camero this week. What I found really interesting, actually, is that the way that her and both Piggy and Janelle, after their cross-country rounds, they talked about the pressure and the pressure of, because we know these horses being so good cross-country and they are such well-known, much-loved mares, you know, the pressure that if anything goes wrong, it is all on their shoulders. But um, but it didn't go wrong for Piggy. It didn't go wrong for Janelle Price cross-country and uh, we saw two of those wonderful, wonderful rounds. Did Janelle talk about pressure? I mean, she, she was smiling the whole way round. Every photo of her, she's beaming. I don't know if it's a grimace, but it looks like a proper smile. <laughs> and I think that horse, Classic Murray, 19 years old, I think she just she just looks like she loves the job. She she doesn't want to do anything else. They they say she's a Saturday horse. So, um, but she was she was a beautiful beautiful round. And I think Mark Phillips gave her the best round of the day, didn't he? Yeah, she won the new Avebury trophy given by uh, Avebury's owners, Mark and Rosemary Barlow, which was given for the best cross-country round, judged by Mark Phillips. And uh, yes, he gave it, to, gave it to Janelle. A particularly incredible achievement that she achieved that cross-country round, the only one inside the time without wearing a watch. Well, she was wearing a watch, but it packed up, so. <laughs> Her internal clock, it must be, well, I mean, it's, it's bang on, isn't it? <laughs> and it's a very, very fast horse. She is, she's an incredible mare. I mean, how often has she gone inside the time at, at five-star level? All her five-star starts, she's been clear and hardly ever over the time. Amazing. Yeah, and Janelle said that uh, 
she mustn't get complacent so there aren't a lot of horses like her classic Murray around I think uh, once classic Murray does retire which uh, neither Vanir Kamira nor classic Murray were retired at the event which was something we all thought might happen but didn't happen so likely we'll be seeing them again but it'll be interesting to see how many horses Janelle can have that kind of uh, rapport with and bring those results from in the future but yeah Janelle and classic Murray finishing fourth such a, a super week for them as well we haven't talked about the runner-up yet i think we should <laughs> definitely martha tell us about tom jackson so tom jackson rode the beautiful gray capels hollow drift um he's only an 11 year old and this this was something of a breakthrough result i'd say for tom we've we've all had him on our radar um he was added to the long list for for the british team um but this was this was by far their best result and it was their first burley which is phenomenal i think there's also so much more to come from Tom. He, he jumped double clear. He had a very good dressage of 28.9 and a, and a fast time for only 3.6 time faults, which was, I think, third far, uh, fourth fastest. Third fastest. Third fastest so, yeah. yeah, so very, very impressive. And this also, I mean, he's impressed for a long time. He was runner-up at the um, Young Horse World Championships when he was seven. So, I mean, he's always been going in the right direction. And, and I think Tom, Tom was almost dumbstruck after the result because he also had to then watch Piggy go round and, you know, possibly he could even have won. But um, he just said, this horse is, is amazing. It make, he makes my job so easy and, and um, he just has the perfect brain for, for this sport. So. But there's more to come when he's only 11. Yeah, for sure. I wrote in my uh, badminton report in the spring that Tom sort of came of age as a five-star rider at badminton when he finished 16th with this horse. And he, as you say, took another huge step onwards this weekend. And the the horse is inexperienced. Like 11 is a young five-star horse, but he went to badminton with only one four-star long under his belt. It was a very solid one, Bicton four-star long last summer where he was eighth, but really impressive to go to, to sort of step from that into what he's done at five-star this year and to see a young British rider, not yet 30 years old, finishing second at a, at a chunky five-star. And I think it's worth saying as well that this was a small field. There were only 52 starters, but at the top end, the quality was all there and we should never look back on this Burley and think that anybody who uh, who, who achieved a, a good, uh, you know, sort of top result, that it was in any way degraded by the quality of the field. You know, Tom beat some really top horses and riders. I spoke to Tom afterwards as well and I really liked what he said about how, um, I mean, he said it was a dream come true. He was beaming from ear to ear, as you would be finishing second at your first Burley. But this horse... And he doesn't look inexperienced at all. And Tom said that it felt coming second, especially to Piggy, felt like a win to him. Yeah, I bet it did. And uh, I'm I'm glad that I was about to say I'm glad Tom didn't win. That sounds mean. I'm glad that Piggy won. This might have been Vinaya Kamira's last chance to win a five star, to win a second five star, to put her name among the greats. One of only, you know, she's the 14th horse to win both Badminton and Burley. I think Tom's time will come. You know, to be second this weekend would have been a huge result for him. And we will probably see him on the top step of a five star in the future. It feels like everything in the right time, everything in its place. Well, there's another price that we uh, haven't talked about, although we've talked about Janelle already. Tim Price, who took the third podium place with Vitali, another young horse who's at the beginning of his five-star career. Lucy, tell us about his performance. I know, I really like this horse. I think I've, I think I've bored everyone about how much I like this horse um, for weeks now um, since I saw him at Le Moulin. Show jumping is his kind of his Achilles heel in all three phases but he is a real real athlete and Tim told me afterwards that this phase while they had three down on the last day it is 
is coming. Uh, they're going to regroup and um, I think there is so much more to come from him. He said, you know, look at Vanir Kamira. She's 17 and she's getting better. You know, she's been getting better every year and this horse is only 12. So I think we're going to see some real exciting moments from him in the future. Uh, some of Tim's uh, older five-star horses, you know, they're sort of progressing in, you know, they're heading towards their sort of veteran years now. So I think Vitali is going to be really one to step up. I say to step up, he's been to an Olympics. He's had a really good finish at Le Moulin and now third at Burley. So I think it's he's already stepped up, but um, I can't wait to see what they keep producing because he's just, he's so beautiful to look at. He's so beautiful to watch in the dressage. You feel kind of, you feel calm watching them because it's such a lovely picture and there's no anxious moments. It just flows from one to the next. And then cross country, you really see his athleticism come through and um, yeah, show jumping can, the only way is up. I agree. I really like the horse, Lucy. I'm really interested to see what happens next with his show jumping because he is he's not a great show jumper he's had a few a few bad results in that phase isn't it? it'll be really interesting to see if if tim with all his skill as a rider can improve that i was just looking at his breeding actually he's by contender um his dam sire is the thoroughbred heraldic and um, he shares his dam sire of course with the great la Tatique sam badminton and burley winner winner of multiple individual gold medals so not a bad horse to share your dam sire with yeah, looking forward to seeing to seeing more of Vitali and uh, and seeing how Tom can how Tim can keep uh, keep progressing with that with that little horse. Well, we've talked about Janelle Price, who was fourth. We have to talk about Alice Casman, don't we? Who was fifth? She was amazing. <laughs> she, I mean, well, the amazing thing about her is she just rides around cool as a cucumber, as though she's at a pony club event, which you know she's 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 almost still at that level what did she do the young riders earlier this season as well yeah she did the young rider year she's only 20 years old she did the young rider uh, european championships this summer on top spin her burly horse and um, took the individual bronze team gold medal there and having gone to badminton in the spring been 19th been 19th at per on her five-star debut last year comes to burley finishes fifth as you say she appears cool as a cucumber actually though this is the appropriate moment we can talk a bit more about alice ourselves but this is the appropriate moment to hear from alice because she actually spoke to martha a little about uh, about the fact that she's not as cool as she looks on the sunday of the event let's hear from alice it never came naturally. I saw some um, family friends yesterday and they said that they remembered you know, when I was crying my eyes out refusing to go into the ring for a seven centimetre. Seriously? Yeah. So you used to get nervous? Yeah. Is it him who's changed your confidence? Um, just in general, I think. I think it's, you know, sort of blocking out social media and having a nice small bubble and I'm kind of just in denial that I'm at places when I'm there. You know, I'm riding around but it's just sort of blanking everything out and just imagining you're at a training show. So no, I never was that brave. Um, and then I sort of hit the hunting field a couple of times and I got more competitive and I think it's my competitiveness kind of, and you know, my trust in him kind of overpower that sort of fear. I'm still a nervous person. I'm still, you know, sometimes mostly sick and stuff like that. But it's like my, my body registers with it, but my brain doesn't anymore. It's a pretty amazing uh amazing thing to do Alice said she was she was sick on Wednesday when she saw the fences she had to had to jump which happened at Badminton as well and maybe that's something that'll happen to happen at every five star for her now she certainly wouldn't be alone among five star riders in that but when she's riding you don't see any of that she looks as Martha said so cool and really lets topspin get on with his job he's quite a big horse Alice is the skinniest person and um, and she sort of 
I want to say she just sits there and lets him get on with it. And that's underestimating what she's doing because, of course, she's setting him up, organising him, seeing a great spot. I think she's got a very good natural eye. and But she makes it look like she's not doing a lot. And the, uh, the sort of strength of their partnership shines through as well. He's a homebred. She saw him born. And uh, although she didn't start riding him till a little later in life, her mother, Caroline, top-level rider herself in her day, started him off. You can see that they know each other extremely well, can't you, Lucy? You really can. And I spoke to Alice um, several times during the week because she did so well. Uh, But when I spoke to her after cross country and she said she has quite, she finds it hard to register that it's her. She'll see it on the screen afterwards and then it sinks in, but she still can't quite believe it. And she took a moment with her mum and they went up to the scoreboard on Friday night when kind of, I think all the crowds had gone home and saw her name up there. And that was quite a special moment, I think, sort of letting that sink in. And she said that her granny had always wanted her to ride at, ride at Burley um, and she wasn't riding spin at that that point. But the kind of it all sinking in that it's her that's achieving this and makes it really she's just she's just the coolest person as well too uh, I think I think we can all agree on that I think we've all got a bit of a fangirl envy thing going on here with Alice Caspin <laughs> I love the fact that um, Top Spin they've got a bit of a, a tennis theme going in there uh, in their names there with their with their breeding his dam was called Capriati ah so. after Jennifer Exactly. It's all about tennis. <laughs> it's a little while ago. <laughs> well, we've talked about talked about our top five. We've actually already covered our top six because we've talked about Kitty King and Vondredi Biatz. Seventh, Richard Jones and Alfie's Clover, another lovely grey horse and um, one who's becoming such a consistent performer at five star, isn't he? He was so impressive cross country. I think dressage is, is probably not his favourite. I mean, he got 31.2, which is not too bad, but... Um, I think Gemma was saying, Gemma Redrup, our colleague, was saying that he always goes around with his ears back and doesn't look like he's really enjoying it, but he lives for cross country. His, his ears are very much pricked then, and he's, he's such a huge, scopy horse. He just covers the ground and just, it just makes it look so easy. Richard can ride him on quite a long rein and just go for it. It's wonderful to watch. Yeah, and he jumped a good round on the last day as well. Jumped clear, I think, uh, Richard Jones you know he says the horse is great I think Richard actually rode very well it wasn't necessarily a classically ridden round but he really uh, rode rode well to produce that round as he as he did at badminton clear rounds at, at double clear double jumping clears at both the British five stars this year he was 10th at badminton 7th at Burley it was impressive yeah he's a real house now big five-star horse really isn't it I was going to say he's a real Burley horse but as you said his badminton record there is Impressive too. I think he's completed Burley twice from three starts before this. He was seventh in 2018 and another seventh here now. It's I really love watching these horses come back year after year. I think that's another thing about what makes our sport so special is the way you can keep following them year after year and um, seeing them, seeing a favourite, seeing them do well again and again. Yeah, for sure. And uh, a rider who we uh, who we love to see again and again is Pippa Funnel. She was a big she was a big part of the week. There were only two riders who got two horses round the cross country. Tim Price, who uh, finished up seventeenth on Bango as well as third on Vitali. So Pippa had Billy Walk on finishing in eighth and Myers Hope in in sixteenth. So two horses up there. It was nice to see this horse do well. He was second at the one off five star at Bicton last year. Led the dressage there, and but he's had a couple of dicey runs at Badminton. Never seemed to love it. 
Hamilton been on the comeback trail since then this summer, podium placing in the British Open and then come here finishing eighth. He's quite a sort of deliberate jumper and it looked like Pippa worked hard cross country at times, but uh, and they didn't have the fastest round, but he jumped a lovely clear on Sunday. He did a good dressage test and uh, was sort of our early leader and held that lead for a good portion of Thursday. Ended up eighth after dressage, which in fact was his finishing position, having dropped down with some cross country time faults and, and come back up again. But uh, it's always, always fun to have Pippa in the mix. She was, of course, the the defending champion and it was great to see her see her on good form with two horses wasn't it Martha? Yeah I'd agree I mean I think she was very uh, she had a very early draw on Billy Walkon so at that stage we didn't you know you didn't really know if anyone would get round it you know the, uh, I think Tim Price was a pathfinder on Bango and had gone clear but with quite a lot of time faults so she was she was almost pathfinding um, she must have left before he got home basically um, and she said he was a bit deliberate, but that's his way. And she also said just the sheer accumulation of massive fences, and he is a really scopy jumper, but that accumulation sort of, it didn't make him lose confidence, but she had to nurse him a little bit, I think, and, and let him come home in his own time. And she said, of course, she's competitive when she comes back and she hears that many time faults, they got 19.6. Um, you know, I should have gone faster, but at the same time, she said, if I had, maybe we wouldn't have got home. So, you know, as always, Pippa's horsemanship comes to the fore and, and she, yeah, and, you know, a double clear eighth. She, she won't be complaining at the end of it. No, definitely. And uh, in ninth behind her, Tom Crisp, the the, uh, the mayor, another mayor, Liberty and Glory. Um, Martha, I know that you spoke to Tom on the last day and did a really interesting interview with him. Tell us a bit about him and I think we may have the opportunity to hear from Tom as well. Well, he really beat the odds. I think he said at the end, I feel like I've won it because uh, he had broken three ribs three weeks before the competition in a schooling fall, didn't ride in the three weeks leading up to it or, you know, just hacked a few times um, and also beat the odds because the mayor has, I think she only had one international run in 2020, 2020 and 2021 because she had injuries. When she started out in life, she was nappy. She used to sit down or lie down when he asked her to do something and he just wanted to sell her. So they've really persevered with her. And now, I mean, she looks like the most honest horse, honest little mare you'd ever ride. And he said, it's just amazing with these quirky mares. And he was referring to classic Moe and Vanir Kimura as well. If you get them on your side, they will do anything for you. And she really did. So I think there are only six double clears. He was one of them. This is his best result for a while. And... And yeah, as you say, it was, and we, we, I had a chance to speak to him afterwards. In my mind, it feels like I've won it. You know, you, you, you only, you, you ride your own competition, don't you? And, and, um, and for me and her, it felt like a win. We, we just, I can't tell you sort of the ups and downs last three weeks of thinking I can't ride and I cancel all my, all my other events. And, and you know, big thanks to the owners who allowed me to do that and people at home that made it happen and kept us ticking over. But. You know, it's, 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 it's crazy, and, and I think you know, coming on the final day and jump a double here at her first birdie is, and she's not had the best time, as you know, and uh, neither have I. So it's just been fantastic, fantastic feeling. Oh, it's a real, real heartwarming story, that one for Tom, for sure. And rounding out the top 10, we had a US rider. I think she was even a five-star first-timer. I think Lucy will be able to tell me whether, whether, whether that's the case. But uh, Cornelia Dorr, Lucy, tell us about her. 
Yes, you're right, Pippa. Five star first timer. And actually talking about mares again, another mare, Daytona Beach. There was um, Liberty and Glory, Daytona Beach, Pencos Crown Jewel and CHF Coolizer, four mares in a row. <laughs> I'm just looking at the results list now. Um, but yes, going back to Cornelia, my goodness me, what a way to make your burly debut. I think we've said that a few times already, but she... They were 50th after dressage and then their cross-country round, they were so cool. They came home one of the quickest times we'd seen so far by the, when they came home uh, with 8.4 time penalties and it just looked smooth. It looked cool. It looked great. It didn't look like a five-star debut in any way at all. Um, and then they finished that off with another one of those rare clear rounds over the coloured poles. So absolutely stellar five-star and burly debut rising from 50th to 10th and that mare is next racehorse for uh, those who are the lovers of the thoroughbreds next racehorses she is yes so one 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 for the thoroughbreds there for sure and and uh, lucy just touched on the two horses who came 11th and 12th as well pencos crown jewel with ros Cantor, chf culizer with tom McEwen. worth saying as well this was such a hot event for british first timers because we have wills oakden in 13th with uterard cooley and bubby upton in 14th with the uh, cola the third so uh, four british first timers in the top 14 the future looking bright for for british eventing um, it was also, I thought maybe we should just touch on the fact it was uh, sort of a new look Burley this year. We were back after three years away due to COVID and new event director in Martin Johnson, new course designer in Derek de Grazia. And I think the whole thing, it was a great event, wasn't it, Martha? It was a great event. I think, you know, it had the fairy tale winner, the popular old faces, the young pretenders coming through. The course was beautiful, you know, really wonderfully dressed, lovely paintings, um, big hills. There were plenty of thrills and spills, but really importantly, no one got hurt. Um, or no one got seriously hurt that we know. Um, so it was, it was, overall, there was a wonderful feeling at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. It was a, it was a really exciting competition and, uh, and, and a classic Burley. Well, we will be back in a couple of minutes to talk about a few more horses and riders who uh, caught our eye and uh, stories that we enjoyed last week. Throughout the year, Horse and Hound sends reporters out to all the biggest events in the equestrian calendar to cover the action for our weekly magazine and our website at horseandhound.co.uk. The coverage we bring you on these two platforms is different. The weekly magazine provides your comprehensive curated roundup. We reflect back on the big wins and analyze all the results with insight from our team and experts in the industry. Meanwhile, on our website, we bring you the news as it happens. We speak to the riders as they leave the arena and report their thoughts in lightning quick time, covering all the biggest stories as they unfold and often producing 10 or more stories every day online from a big show. The first five articles you read on our website are free each month, and beyond that you need to buy a subscription. The cost of this reflects the fact that we need a bigger team at events when we are creating extra articles on our website, and not only producing a magazine report. To buy a Horse and Hound website subscription, visit horseandhound.co.uk and click subscribe, or for great value, in the same place you can buy a combined magazine and website subscription. We know that magazine subscribers are our most loyal audience and we really value your ongoing and vital contribution to our business. Therefore, if you are already a magazine subscriber, the cost to upgrade your subscription to include full website access is minimal. Call 0330 to find out more. 
So just to round off our Burley podcast coverage, we are each going to pick out a, a favourite interview, a favourite story from the week. So uh, people who didn't finish in the top 10, a little bit further down the leaderboard, and actually one of them isn't even a rider. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll hear from, from a groom a little later on. But uh, people who had great stories and who we enjoyed talking to and writing about during the course of Burley. Martha, we'll kick off with you. Who are you choosing? I want to pick out Sarah Clark, who has come all the way from Australia with LV Balu jeans um, to compete here. She, she only decided to come here about three weeks ago, well, in August. Um, Adelaide was cancelled again, and she thought, I want to do a five-star with this horse. He's ready for it. I'm going to go. And she'd sold some horses so that she'd saved up to go. She hadn't actually thought about how she was going to get home. So she got a one-way ticket, and she said, oh, well, it will have to play out as it goes. Um, in the end, she came 22nd, which I think gutterly was just outside the prize money. I think the prize money went down to 20th. Um, but what an amazing story to come all the way here. The horse was in his winter coat, so he had to be clipped out to, to come. And he looked, as she put it, a little bit yellow. But he looked fantastic cross-country. She had a wonderful round. Um, you know, considering three weeks ago, she was, she was still in Australia. She jumped one of the toughest courses in the world. Previously to that, she'd only been 12th for Adelaide. So, I mean, it's a completely different ball game. And she said that the atmosphere was mind-blowing. And I think that did really affect him in the show jumping. He had actually been held at the final horse inspection. I think he was just a bit tired. Um, and then they knocked the first three fences down. And I thought, oh, no, it's really all going to unravel. But she said it was actually because the crowd were clapping for Billy Walcon's round with Pippa Funnel. And after that, he picked himself up and, and jumped a lovely clear round. But um, there were three fences to add from the beginning. Um, but you, um, Pippa, you interviewed her um, and, and heard a bit more of her story. She lets, so let's listen to that now. I've been dreaming about it since I was a kid. My aunt, my family's English and we come out a lot and my aunt's been sending me horse and hounds and VHS recordings of BBC horses since I was like two years old. Um, so badminton and burley have always just been my ideations and um, 2019 um, the horse did its first five star and thought oh maybe this is a horse that I could cling on to and around Burley or Badminton and then not long ago August it was announced that Adelaide was postponed again and that just made me go screw it (laughs) I'm going I want to have a crack while I've got a horse that's sound while I'm vaguely healthy and um, while we're both because I've yeah sold a few good horses been saving up my whole life and what I've kind of stayed alive for so we might as well do it while we're sound and yeah and also she had to travel for five days can you imagine like from Adelaide to Melbourne to Doha to Amsterdam and then a truck to Wiltshire I mean it was some journey well done her yeah, and she travelled with the horse, didn't she? And she said, actually, when they arrived, uh, she thought he was in better shape than she was. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, good for Sarah Clark. I was really pleased to see her complete. And uh, although, uh, you know, she had a good few time in political country and she had those show jumping faults, I think, uh, you know, the burly dream for her to, uh, to get round and finish. And I think we've got another rider who's very much in that category from you, Lucy. Yes, this is a lovely story. This is Phil Brown, who is, he's a local rider, as in he's based just outside Stamford, which is the town Burley Park sits on the edge of. Um, he's originally from North Yorkshire, but he completed uh, his first Burley with a horse called Harry Robinson. And they've got a real partnership and they had such a cheer coming through the cross country finish. So I caught up with them on Sunday after their show jumping round. They had a few poles, but Phil was just 
so delighted to get round. He's not from a horsey background. He's worked to make this dream come true. He and his sister got a pony when they were about 11. Um, and he came up through the Pony Club triathlon route, which is where he found his love for cross country. Then after uni, he went to work for Ruth Edge and thought, you know, this is this is what I want to do. About six years ago, actually, he he was qualified for Burley on another horse, um, which I think we're going to hear from him in a second now, explaining a little bit more about kind of the journey from that side of the journey, from nearly making it to now finally having that completion. So, yeah, let's hear from Phil now. Um, so I had a wonderful horse called Miss Brady. I actually wore a bracelet of her horse hair on my wrist yesterday when I went round the cross country. She's still with us, um, but she's 20 now. And she qualified to come 2016 and then with a rule change had to go and do another long format and then sadly she picked up an injury at that that sort of put end. So she did come back, but um, not. she went back to four star but never quite finished that five star dream. And I think being from North Yorkshire, my initial name was Bramham um, and she achieved that for me and then we sort of thought you know maybe a five star is possible um but yeah like i said it's took six long years to get back and harry harry's just done that for me and really special to have her with you on your your... absolutely and very weirdly when i got the draw so i was number 59 i was quite stressed about being late in the day and i was thinking oh god yeah how am i going to hold it together and then i looked upon the wall and there was my pictures from bramham and i was number 59 there as well so i believe that was a bit of a sign and i thought well if it was good enough for them it'll be good enough for now oh it's lovely Good work by Phil, and he finished twenty seventh. So uh, yeah, he was a, he was a fun rider, and uh, hope that we can see him at five star again in the future. Well, I uh, I gave a hint that my uh, my interview, my favourite, was uh, with a groom, not a rider. So this was when I spoke to Amy Phillips, who is Piggy March's. Uh, sort of main traveling uh, traveling groom and looks after Veneer Kamira. I uh, met up with Amy on Friday and sat down with her and talked in some detail about sort of Veneer Kamira's routine during the event and, and what she does. And it was really evident to me how much responsibility Amy takes and how much uh, trust Piggy places in her. So for example, on uh, on her dressage day, she'll have a ride by Piggy in the morning and then Amy will give her a lunge a bit later on in the day. And apparently Piggy sort of says to Amy, oh, do what you think best, I trust you. Um, you know, on a horse she's about to go and do her dressage test at, uh, at Burley on. And Amy said, oh, you know, okay. Um, so she took her into the cross country warm up and said actually that worked out brilliantly because Pippa Funnel was jumping one of her horses and there was a brass band playing up in the, uh, in the trade stand or in the trade stand area. So she just had to, she, said she just had to get over it you know that she had to stop thinking things were exciting and it was good for her to have that bit of stimulation during the lunge which apparently she finds quite boring the words amy used were that she's bone idle on a lunge line so uh, that's quite funny and it's a good thing for her to do on uh, on dressage day the other thing that i found particularly fascinating was when she talked about feeding veneer camera and we can hear from amy now talking about that she actually is quite odd in the sense that she eats better at an event than she does at home it's almost like she's carb loading because she knows what's coming or something. I don't know. But um, we just found it just works quite well. I just have a big bucket of nuts, basically, that I keep down at the stables. And I just give her maybe three handfuls of that, but several, like quite a few times a day. So she'll have her breakfast and then she'll have another little feed after she's ridden. And then she'll have another one at lunchtime. Then another one after she's walked around, you know, five or six times a day. And it's just she if you overface her with big feeds she won't eat them but if you just give her little like little treats or snacks through the day then she's like she'll happily eat that so, so you actually more get, about what she will yeah eat yeah you actually get more food into her that way um than like overfacing her with big feeds 
I found that was so interesting hearing hearing from Amy about the mayor and uh, all those uh, all those riders we talked about. We wrote more about on the Horse and Hound website during the course of the week, so you can follow up there if you want to. Well, we said on Sunday after our last daily podcast that that really was the end of Burley. I think this really is the end of Burley, <laughs> Martha, Lucy. <laughs> we're going to have to let it go, but uh, thank you again for for joining me today to look back on it. It's been really fun. If you are listening back to those daily podcasts, it's worth mentioning there's been a bit of a technical glitch and the Saturday Daily Podcast didn't drop into the Apple Podcast app but you can find it on other podcast apps such as Spotify or you can listen to it on the Horse and Hound website if you go to horseandhound.co.uk forward slash Burley Sat you will find it there and, uh, and, and give it a listen if you missed that one because you normally listen via the Apple Podcast app well, that's uh, that's that on Burley. Next week on the weekly podcast, we will be previewing the World Championships in Protoni del Pavaro. We have an interview with Jeanette Breakwell. She talks about her very first championship experience, which was at the 1998 World Equestrian Games held in Protoni. So reliving some Protoni memories there with Jeanette and looking back more generally at the career of the great over to you and particularly his world silver medal four years later in Jerez de la Frontera. We'll also... Uh, preview the action at this year's World Championships, talk about the chances of the British team and who their main contenders are going to be. So do tune in for that one next week. Talk to you then. The Horse and Hound podcast is a Media Cage production.